This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast on a Wednesday. I'm James Rapine. Great to be with you. So much to get to on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. And as always, every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Speaking of the website, go to LockedOnBengals.com right now. There's a new look. We have a new look. And uh, I really like it. I think the format looks even better than the old one did, which I enjoyed that one as well. You could check it out by bookmarking it, by Googling it, LockedOnBengals.com. Check it out. And uh, if you're new to this podcast, we do it every single day. I'm James Rapine. And I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And basically what we do is try to give you your daily Bengals fix every single day, Monday through Friday. And uh, there's a lot to get to, a lot to discuss today. And one thing I I wanted to start with, and we're going to get to the Sporting News ranked the the quarterback rooms in the NFL. And I want to get to that because I thought it was interesting to see where the Bengals are ranked. And it's probably not... Much of a surprise to you, but we'll get to that coming up in a bit. And I also think it's interesting to see where the Browns are ranked in all of this. Also, in this podcast, I'm going to discuss a trade that I want the Bengals to make. We'll get to that as well. But first, I wanted to start and play devil's advocate with myself because I host a show on ESPN 1530 every single weekday, noon to one. And Mo Eger, my, my co-host, who and him and I were talking. And Monday I went on this rant on the podcast about how there should be pressure on Andy Dalton this year, and he has everything he needs to succeed. And Mo sort of played devil's advocate with me and because he doesn't buy it. He doesn't buy into the, the line being significantly better than last year. Still wait-and-see approach with Billy Price. I buy into Billy Price. I think he's ready to go now. Might not be great by any stretch for for a decade, but he's going to be really solid as a rookie. So I buy that. He also is worried about Cordy Glenn's injury. I think he can be fine post-injury. I don't think that's a big deal. In fact, we had a feature about a month and a half ago on the long-term uh, injury status of a guy like Cordy Glenn. Uh, so that's on the website right now at LockedOnBengals.com. And ultimately, he discussed everything. Eifert, question mark. Ross, question mark. Glenn, sort of a question mark. Billy Price, question mark. Who knows about the offense, a new offense with Bill Lazor overhauling it. And I get all of that. I understand it. Here's the problem with it. At some point, I'm going to stop making excuses for Andy Dalton. That's what it comes down to to me. Like at some point, it's just time for him to be great or be good or just be Blandy Dalton, which I've seen the past couple of years. And if that's the case, fine. Then the Bengals should seriously consider drafting a quarterback early next year. And I get it, it's a bad quarterback class, and they're probably going to be stuck with Andy, and Marvin's been here, so they want to be with Andy. I get all that. But at some point, the dam's got to break one way or the other. We can't just sit here and, and same result after same result after same result. Or maybe we can, because Marvin Lewis is still here. And that's the scary part to me. Bengals, do not be mid-level this year. Don't be 7-9. and nine. Andy Dalton, don't be 7-9. and nine. Marvin Lewis, don't be 7-9. and nine. Be really good and get to the playoffs, win 10 games, 11 games, 12 games, or be really bad and get yourself in possession to get a supreme talent. Don't BS us when you're 5-9 and nine and win the final two games. Now, I, I don't care. I don't care that the Bills went to the playoffs. This isn't about the Bills. This isn't about helping others out. I don't give a damn about that. What I want is for them to 
decide what they're going to be. And the easiest way to decide it is for the results on the field to decide it for you. If Marvin Lewis goes 4-12 and last year, he is not the coach this year. If he goes 10-6 and last year, no one's complaining that he's the coach this year. Instead, right in the middle, 7-9, and and Mike brings him back. No one wanted him back, fan-wise. Not many people did. And so that's the case. That's where we're at. That's the reality. I don't want that to happen. Be really good or be really bad so we can find and finally get into a direction where you can be good again. That's the way I look at it. I'm on board with it. That's that's the bottom line for me. What say you? At James Rapine on Twitter, at Locked on Bengals. You can also email me anytime you want to. James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. I try to respond to every email. There are some that get through the cracks, but I try to do that. Uh, speaking of trades, and I told you there was a trade that stands out to me, one that should potentially happen, and I've been on this for a while, and maybe... You could tell me that I'm trying to speak it into existence, but I want this to happen. The Cleveland Plain Dealer reports, uh, and Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, suggests that the, the Browns would trade Corey Coleman if they received, quote, a decent offer. Now, what's a decent offer? Uh, mid-round pick? I would assume mid-round pick? I love Corey Coleman. Love him. I, I want every bit of him here in Cincinnati. He's, let's say you're a fan that doesn't buy into John Ross. He's your John Ross insurance. Let's say you're a fan that doesn't buy into Tyler Boyd. I get it. I think Tyler's very serviceable, but I get why you would. Well, the Bengals had Corey Coleman ranked much higher than Tyler Boyd in the draft class, during that draft class. And he went off 15th overall, off the board then. Since then, he's flashed at times. Other times, not so much. How much of that is him? How much of that is the Browns? That's what I want to know. Because I look at it, and as a rookie, he had three touchdowns against the Ravens. As a rookie, had over 400 yards, 33 receptions, broke his hand, which limited him, broke his hand last year, which limited him, but showed some explosiveness, showed he could get open, dealt with some drops, but ultimately, he's 23 years old, He's a guy that's had a bunch of different quarterbacks in and out and around the lineup throwing to him. He's a player that you had a first-round grade on back in 2016. You ended up with a really good player in Lamar, uh, ooh, in Lamar Jackson, William Jackson. Why not try to get him? What's the downside? Giving up the, the Bengals are projected to have three sixth-round picks next year due, the, due to the compensatory selections. I'd offer a sixth, a fifth and a sixth for Corey Coleman. Browns would laugh, then I would go up to a, a four. And I don't think they would laugh then. Maybe you do a four and a six. That's fine. Corey Coleman is a premium talent. And I think the Browns would be silly to trade him. Host of Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd. <laughs> we exchanged tweets earlier today, and he was like, stop, don't do it, don't say it, don't talk about it, because he doesn't want it to happen. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't want it to happen. I cheered for, not cheered, but I, I praised the Browns when they made the Corey Coleman pick. And so if they opted to trade him, I want to be the team that gets him. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And yeah, you could show me the drops. You could say he was a bust. Let me read 
Let me read, because I thought he was Steve Smith Sr. I thought that's what he projected. But let me read what Mike Mayock said of him coming out of the draft. Quote, he's a dynamic playmaker. Think Percy Harvin. That's the kind of playmaker he is. He has a quick start and explosive speed. The only key for him is that he doesn't run a route tree. You have to manufacture touches for him as he learns the route tree. He's special with a football in his hands. Mike Mayock. To me, just go, go get him if you can. Go get him because you have a guy from Washington, uh, from Washington, obviously, John Ross, I almost said Washington State, that you really like. You also really like Corey Coleman coming out of the draft. Both of them have had their flaws, had their issues in three total years in the league. Get them both, more likely to hit on one of them, especially when you're not giving up a high pick to get them. I'm not saying give up a second-round pick to get Corey Coleman. But if you can get him for a fourth, fourth and a sixth, I'd seriously consider it. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on Twitter. At James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Up next, the sporting news ranks the quarterback rooms in the NFL. We'll discuss where the Bengals rank, if it's accurate, and why it's concerning. That's next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Sporting News ranked all 32 quarterback rooms in the league. And I'm, I want to run through them because to me it's, it's very interesting that the Bengals are where they are. Naturally, the Eagles come in first. They have Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. That makes sense. The Saints second. Little surprised because Drew Brees, after him, you got Tom Savage and JT Barrett and Taysom Hill. Like no one really stands out, but they're second. Green Bay Packers third with Aaron Rodgers, Brett Hundley, Deshaun Kaiser. Fine. Fourth is the New England Patriots. We know who they got. Brady, Brian Hoyer, Danny Etling. Fifth, the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, Landry Jones, Josh Jobs, and then Mason Rudolph. Chargers come in at sixth, Phillip Rivers, and then Geno Smith, Cardell Jones. And I'm going to, right now, I'm going to start reading just the first, first man. Russell Wilson comes in seventh. Atlanta, Matt Ryan, eighth. Indy, obviously they have Jacoby Brissett and Andrew Luck. Jimmy Garoppolo, 10th with San Francisco. Marcus Mariota, 11th. Where do you think? I'm going to keep reading through these just so you guys are aware of who's ahead of the Bengals and who's ahead of Andy Dalton. Where do you think they come in? I'll tell you what. We're not halfway there as we're on number 12. Uh, 12 is Kirk Cousins, Trevor Simeon, and the Minnesota Vikings. Detroit, and this one's interesting. Detroit, Matt Stafford. Jake Ruddock, and Matt Castle. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I get it at Stafford, but the other two guys, not buying in. Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. That makes sense because Fitzpatrick has a pretty safe floor as a backup quarterback. The Cleveland Browns, 15th. Tyrod Taylor, Drew Stanton, Baker Mayfield. And so that one's pretty interesting. The L.A. Rams, Jared Goff, Sean Mannion, Brandon Allen, 16th. The Rams are 16th on this. Cowboys, 17th with Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Mike White. That's interesting to me. The Jaguars, or 18th, excuse me, Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler, and Tanner Lee. The Carolina Panthers, 19th, Cam Newton, Garrett Gilbert, Taylor Hinky. Uh, 20th, Deshaun Watson, Brandon Whedon, Joe Webb, and the Houston Texans. 21st, the Denver Broncos. And I get, I get this is boring, but it's just... It's really interesting to me that the Bengals are so far down the list. Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch, Chad Kelly. 
22nd, the Oakland Raiders. They have a bunch of guys like E.J. Manuel, Connor Cook, and then Derek Carr obviously leading the show there. Washington, 23. I thought they might be a little higher here. I would put them ahead of Cleveland. I would put them ahead of some of these teams. Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Kevin Hogan. Kansas City comes in at 24 with Pat Mahomes, Chad Henney, Matt McGloin. 25th, Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sam Darnold. It's the New York Jets. 26th, the Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Tyler Bray. 27th, the Arizona Cardinals. Even though their quarterback retired, Sam Bradford, Josh Rosen, Mike Glennon, and Brandon Dowdy, who is not going to make that roster, makes up the uh, 27th pick of the Arizona Cardinals there. And 28th, the Bengals. Andy Dalton, Matt Barkley, Jeff Driscoll, Logan Woodside. Vinny Iyer writes, Dalton no longer needs to look over his shoulder. The Bengals signing of Barkley to be the new number two and project of Woodside suggests Marvin Lewis and Bill Lazor are locked into the red rifle, even though Dalton has already hit a ceiling at age 30. Agree with that. By the way, after that, the Baltimore Ravens, the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. Bills coming in at last with A.J. McCarron. That's rough, man. Because someone has to be last. Someone has to be 28th. But to me... As, as low as I am on Andy, and I think I'm low by, like, casual fan standards, 28th? Really? I, I, but I do get it, because who would I rather have, Andy Dalton and Matt Barkley, or Tyrod Taylor, who's not as good as Andy, but he's okay, and Baker Mayfield? I'd rather have Tyrod and Baker. But... Teams like the Vikings, uh, teams like the Broncos. I mean, really? Paxton Lynch as the backup? I get it. He was a former first-round pick. He's also been bad. So to me, I, I just, I get it. The the Bengals, they should have addressed backup quarterback maybe earlier than they did or did it in free agency. But at the same time, and who knows, maybe they go out and sign Johnny Manziel. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just, to me, 28th, like if they have the 28th best quarterback room this year and that doesn't change during the season, like our perception of Andy doesn't change or he doesn't play better than that, they're going to win like four games. Now the perception changes as long as the guys around him play better. Offensive line plays better. Running game plays better. Bill Lazor's much better as an offensive coordinator. Defense plays the way it can. I get all that. So his supporting cast, which I talked about, I, I expect it to be pretty good. But the fact remains that I'm not sure what happens if they're 28th other than them lose a bunch of games. Like if they have the 28th best quarterback room, it's the most important position in sports. I wouldn't put the Ravens that low either. I wouldn't because I think Lamar Jackson boosts. I'd put the Ravens ahead of the Bengals. Who would you rather have, Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson or Andy Dalton and Matt Barkley? I would rather have the first one. Why? You have the upside with Lamar, and you have a guy that's safe and been there, done that, and Joe Flacco. The Bengals have safe, been there, done that, with no upside behind him. That's the difference. So if we're talking about quarterback rooms, the more I, I, I talk about this, maybe that they do deserve to be there. Maybe they do. It's tough. It's interesting. What say you? Where should the Bengals be, the, the quarterback room be ranked? Because Andy Dalton's just okay, right? We, we all agree there. He's okay. But after that, it's bad. Like, it's really, really bad. 
I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and do me a favor. We're at four and a half stars on iTunes, and I sound nitpicky. Can you go to iTunes and leave us a five star review? It would be amazing and wonderful of you. You can email me, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. Right now, every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Our guy Andrew Dunn takes a look, a year in the life of the Bengals, 2000. It's a really good read. His series continues, and he just looks at basically every single year uh, of Bengals fandom in his life. He started with 1992, and he's moved up since then. So all the 90s years, now 2000. Check it out, LockedOnBengals.com. Back at it tomorrow. Until then, thank you so much for listening. I'm James Rapine. This has been the Locked On Bengals Podcast.